Welcome to the Choose You Now podcast. I'm your host, Juliana Hever. I'm so excited to introduce my guest today. Drina Burton is the OG vegan cookbook author, publishing her first title in 2001. She began her plant kind life over 25 years ago and has raised three daughters, amazing daughters, from birth on a plant-based diet. Drina has authored six cookbooks and co-authored another two books with Dr. Neil Barnard. Her newest book, Drina's Kind Kitchen, releases this month. Thank you so much for joining me, Drina. I'm so excited. Thank you, Jules. I love to, you know, chat with you anytime. Yeah, you know, this is the first time I didn't prepare any questions ahead of time because we always have these just easy talks and I could talk to you and with you about anything. So I thought we would just have one of our little coffee or tea chats that we usually have. And I wanted to share with my audience just you and your light and, you know, another podcast, another pioneer, but you are a pioneer in something different that we haven't really talked about here on the show yet. You are like one of the OG vegan cookbook authors. You're definitely the first uh, cookbook author I fell in love with. In fact, that's how I met you. I fell in love with your recipes and I pretty much found you online and we became friends. (laughs) (laughs) We both agree that we seemed to stalk each other at the time on Facebook. We were both uh, discovering one another and fangirling over each other. (laughs) Exactly. So let's go back. So instead of what we normally talk about, about cooking and nutrition Mm -hmm. and all that, I want to talk about the D, the Drina behind like all your little background stuff that we don't normally talk about because that's kind of what we do here talking about choosing you now. And when you started doing this, like becoming vegan and then writing recipes that were vegan, this wasn't a big thing at all. So what was that like for you? And and how did you choose yourself when it came to this? Mm. Yeah, no, it, uh, it was so uh, obscure at the time. And I remember working, um, you know, I moved out west to Vancouver over uh, 20 years ago. Uh, Before moving, we lived in Newfoundland. I was working in a marketing career in satellite communications. And uh, I remember talking to people all the time about recipes I was just kind of dabbling in. And and I had one lovely lady say to me one time, you know, every time you talk about this, you light up. And I was struggling with staying in that career because I was doing well and my boss really connected with me and he really wanted to like, he wanted to keep me there (laughs) because things were going well. And I had been there three years and I just was like, I just, something was telling me it was just not my road. It wasn't my path. I was just like, no, this is not where I should be. And I couldn't even describe like what Uh, everything was telling me. It was a good career to be in other than, me my heart was saying "Mm, this is not for me uh and we moved out west knowing that we probably didn't want to live in newfoundland for our lives um it's a beautiful place it's just the climate is hella hard (laughs) (laughs) and uh i began writing recipes um and i sent out proposals by mail because that's how it was done (laughs) remember those days (laughs) <laughs> yeah, my daughter doesn't know what it like. My eldest doesn't know what a postage stamp is these days, right? It's like, you do what? Um, and, you know, we had to, I had to send out the proposals and have return envelopes, you know, this whole process that was so long. Uh, and I just recall thinking if I get one, like it just takes one to get it. And I got one. And it was, uh, it was a very, 
um, un, like known thing at the time. I, I recall looking for, you know, competition in the market is, is partly what you do. The proposal. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, well, there's two cookbooks. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. And, uh, you know, when I look back at that book now, it's the everyday vegan, it, you know, it even looks like the era of when we were, it's very kind of like crunchy looking and (laughs) fabulous. You know, I just, I have to, I'm always, you know, I always kind of dote all over you, but like I tell audiences and all of my clients that you'll find your recipe authors that you trust. Cause you know, a lot of people don't know how to cook. They're really intimidating, especially yeah. if they're going plant-based. And so I always, you know, mention you, I said, I know that no matter what I make from Drina's books, no matter what recipe I choose, if it sounds good to me, it's going to turn out not only as good as I was hoping, but better. So I have this full trust in you. Like you just like, you know, a quarter teaspoon of this, like a little eighth <laughs> teaspoon of that and every, to the perfect eighth teaspoon, everything tastes so amazing. So, so you are self-taught then. Yes. Yes. And thank you for saying that. Sometimes it's, you know, that edge of perfectionism that (laughs) can sometimes hold us back, right? Because we want it to be just so right. Uh, But yes, I'm, I, you know, I, I always loved food. Like as a kid, I loved food. Um, And I, you know, looking back um, and it wasn't a time in my life that was very good as a child. We had a lot of, you know, difficult times, Um, but I always loved food. And I think that that's what kind of brought me here was just that pure love of food and learning to cook healthier foods and enjoy healthier foods. Um, And I just, you know, I enjoyed the old school Food Network shows of the dime that were not competition based. Oh, yeah. (laughs) were true teaching shows. And there were some in Canada that I loved. And then there were some in the US as well that really, you know, show techniques and incorporated vegetables. Because part of cooking vegan is not just learning how to cook like meat replacements, what people think is like, how do you cook tofu? It's how to really know how to cook vegetables and bring out the best flavors and combinations of spices and, um, you know, marinating things and, and bringing cuisine flavors and ingredients together. So I, I learned from that, but I also learned from books and online searches, like a, a little site called Cooks the, uh, Thesaurus that brings together all these categories of food and how, you know, one is similar to another and spices and all these cool kind of things. So I, you know, I never thought about it like that. You just changed something in my head. I'm going to quote you on that. But people think they're trying to learn how to cook tofu, but really they need to learn how to cook vegetables because that is a center of any healthy diet, even no matter what, even if it's not a vegan Mm -hmm. diet. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Right. And and people tend to not like vegetables because we all grew up eating them overcooked and boiled, um, broccoli turned gray. And of course that's not appetizing. Right. Right. And it it has to do with, you know, all of our senses, what it looks like, what it smells like, and it's so important. So, okay. And then you also chose to, you know, you have this beautiful family, like cover ready family. That's amazing family. I love your family so much, but you've raised three daughters completely vegan and that's off the normal, you know, people go, what, how was that for you? Like that was choosing yourself and choosing what you believe in. What was that like for you? Oh, yeah. I mean, in the we days, when I say they were like we girls, it was not easy because there was no support and there was no Facebook communities or groups or, you know, documentaries. It was pure um, relying on the the key information that was out there that I felt were like Bibles to me in a way, like uh, the China study and becoming vegan. 
um, Dive for New America. Those were like core resources early on that I felt like they guided me. And I, I said to Brenda Davis once that I, I have her book is stained with tears, I think, because <laughs> I'd come back from, you know, well, baby visits feeling like I had been assaulted in a way, you know? Yeah, you're um, being accused pretty much of child yeah. abuse. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't just fringe. It was like considered dangerous, not not rare or odd, but dangerous. So uh, I had to sort of trust that intuition and, and, and also not just intuition, but the knowledge and resources that were out there that were showing the science to be valid and, and know that if I feel it's good for me, then of course, why wouldn't I want to do that for my children? And then I could see that their health was so abundant in early years. And when friends were having issues with this or that, you know, a lot of um, your infections. Yes. Yes. Or their babies couldn't poop, you know, (laughs) simple things, which that's, you know, it, 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 it just wasn't an experience for me. And I just saw their really, you know, beautiful health and, you know, sure. They had little issues like every, you do, you know, colds and things, but not chronic problems. So, uh, yeah, I, I just, you know, kind of trusted, I guess, in that choice and really, stuck with that. So it, do you feel like it's listening to your gut? A lot. Yes. And that can be hard to do when obviously the norm is not with you. Right. Uh, and, uh, but there's, there's just something that tells you a certain direction. And then again, like I said, I had those key resources that were so powerful for me and uh, I could read it and see the signs was there. And of course, we made the transition very gradually as well, Paul and I. And so when we cut out, you know, meat and then cut out dairy, we could see how we were changing and feeling better. So uh, just in our own experience, it was very apparent that the choice was so good for us, you know. Yeah. And then you see your daughters growing up and being strong and you're thriving playing what's it called hockey yeah. <laughs> of all yeah. things they yeah the older two played uh you know uh advanced hockey for years um and now hope who's our youngest and she's 12 she's in competitive swimming now and she swims like uh six times a week you know a couple hours a day or an hour and a half a day so it's you know that and again she's strong and thriving so there's that you have to look at your kids and know if they're strong and thriving, things are going well. <laughs> right. And just for the record, off the record, I should say, I'm still hoping that hope ends up with my son. <laughs> I want to be related to you yeah. and I love that girl. <laughs> she still remembers him. So there's, you know, there's, there's, they made an impact on each other. <laughs> oh yeah. Ben still remembers hope. Every time I say to Ben, I say, I talk to Drina, you know, and I, and he's like, oh, how, you know, how's hope? And he gets all blushy. It's very cute. So cute. It was very cute. Um, oh. Okay. I divert. Um, okay. So what about now? So now we've seen the world transform and vegan is no longer a what, and you're no longer sending postage stamped, you know, actual proposals out. You actually have agents, you know, online and all that, um, where you've, you've cooked, you've now cooked up eight books. Is that correct? Six uh, and two. Well, yeah, yeah um, five that are currently published. Published, and then my new one, Drina's Kind Kitchen, comes out in August. So that's six, and then I did two co-author books with Dr. Bernard, um, a diabetes reversal book and the Cheese Trap. So I did the recipes for those. So that will be eight in in, in total if you look at it that way. 
Yeah, well, we're counting because, you know, it's not a joke to write a book. <laughs> we know that, don't we? It's- yeah, I'm finishing my seventh. I'm trying to keep oh. up. Yeah, it's, it's, so much, it's such a passion thing. It's like yes. you put yes. your heart and soul. In fact, I'm, I'm late on edits right now. I hope my editor is not upset, but I've got – it just becomes your – it's it's just a passion project because it takes so much time and so much focus. But then when you have it and you're holding it in your arms, it's like, yeah. oh my gosh, I made this, you know, like a kid. It's a book baby. It's a book baby. Totally. Yeah. So yeah. tell us about a little bit about this new book. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. Well, like, like I said, it comes out August 24th and it's called Drina's Kind Kitchen and John Robbins wrote The Ford, which is, oh. you know, hugely um, inspiring and rewarding to me. And yes. um, yeah, and it's really, you know, kindness is not just, you know, we talk about kindness and compassion as being vegan, but boy, we also need to be that way with ourselves and not give ourselves the hardest time for, you know, having something that's not in our our definition of a perfect diet, right? Like as in, you know, we eat whole foods plant-based, but, you know, we can have a cookie or we can go out and have um, pizza with, you know, vegan cheese on it and not beat ourselves up, that kind of thing. So compassion towards ourselves. And it's just sort of the whole encompassing idea of that in our lives and bringing it into the kitchen and all the recipes are whole foods plant-based but I talk about that in the book too you know kind of because I I feel that people need to hear that and need to bring that into their own lives so they're not feeling too um, overwhelmed and heavy with the their approach to the diet. Drina, I don't know if I could, I couldn't have paid you enough to say that because that's exactly the premise here. It's about, it's about choosing you now and it's about that. And people are so hard on our, we're all so hard on ourselves and we're also um, like the, the negative self-talk and the negative feelings about what, like our products and our, what we do and our choices is, is so dominant that the whole point of us being here is to say, no, it's okay. If you take care of yourself, you're going to be your best self for everyone else around you. And it's all of those things are really important. And that's literally what we try to focus on here. So in that essence, and I can't wait to see your book, but back to you, you know, you also chose yourself another time in your life and you've just brought into the yoga and you're now teaching yoga. Is that correct? Or how's that unfolding for you? Yeah, I mean, um, it's choosing, you know, the the theme of I love the the concept of your podcast. It's, it's a hard one, though, right? Like, I have always struggled with choosing me as a mother, because I feel like, right? It's so easy to feel guilty about every time you choose yourself in work or leisure or, you know, going to get a pedicure and oh my gosh, you know, not being there to do XYZ. Uh, So it's a hard one for me personally. And as a mother, I've never, I think becoming a mother made all of that much more difficult for me. Um, But through my years and, you know, I'm 50 now and I feel like there's something- You are not- I am, my dear. <laughs> you are not 50. I am, yes. True. Okay, everyone listening needs to go Google Drina Burton and look how young she looks. Like, I can't even, oh my gosh, see the plants work. Plants, plants do the body good. It's true. Uh, but, you know, it's uh, something about turning this age. It. I heard so many other women say something happens at 50 where you just kind of come back to yourself or in this, in this time of life. And, and I feel that like you, your kids are growing and you start to say, okay, I need to give back to me now and come back to who I am. And so uh, going back to your question, I, I took 
yoga teacher training a few years ago, and um, it was very challenging um, on many levels, uh, but I loved it. I, I've always loved yoga, and it's not just the power yoga I love. In fact, I don't do much of the power yoga despite the fact that I do some sort form of movement every day, it's not like the strenuous hour long workouts of yoga. Um, I teach yin yoga, which is, uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. Do you know of yin yoga? Well, can you explain? I do a little bit, okay. but can you explain for the audience yeah. for anyone that yeah. hasn't? Okay. So it is, you know, the, the concept of yin and yang and yang is the power flow movement and yin is like the softer side. And in yin yoga, you hold a pose for maybe two minutes, sometimes four minutes, sometimes five. And it's not a flow yoga. You may sit in butterfly or in a chest opener for a few minutes and it works into the deeper tissues of your body, kind of like allows the muscles to soften. So you can move into the ligaments and the joints and help with healing in those areas. And um, usually classes are an hour, but you could even do it for a half hour and, or, you know, whatever time you have, right? Any yoga is good yoga. <laughs> it doesn't matter how much time. <laughs> and uh, it helps with healing. And it's especially good as you're aging. Like uh, most of my class members are a little bit older and it really is, you know, healing in those, those areas of the body. Um, and I also have done Kundalini teacher training. So I'm also officially a Kundalini teacher, but my, my heart is with yin yoga. I love teaching it. What inspired you to go back to this for teaching? Because you're so busy. I guess the kids are a little older. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I felt like I, it was something I just needed to challenge myself with, I think. After doing the training, I did it to learn more myself. And then after doing the training, I remember the teacher said, you know, a lot of people think they're never going to teach and then they do. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Uh, but there is something that you want to kind of, I think, uh, give yourself that push and then you fall in love with teaching. It's a, it's a strange kind of experience. I don't know. So I teach just once a week and that's, you know, once or twice a week is enough for me. That's enough time because I still have my passion of cooking and everything else that I love to do. Uh, but I so enjoy interacting with the class and the members and especially now that we're starting to go back to the studio. It's nice to see people's faces again, too. <laughs> oh, isn't it exciting? It's like seeing it people is. smile again and yes. feel so much humaner. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, okay. I love this. I think it's amazing. I think you're amazing, obviously. But tell us, like, what would you say to someone out there about choosing themselves? Like, you know, from the, from all of this, all of these many years of you inspiring people to eat healthier and now to move healthier, um, what would you say to someone that's kind of intimidated by it or not having the success that they want? Do you have any words mm -hmm. of wisdom to share? Oh, perhaps that uh, it's funny because I just posted a video on this yesterday about the whole perfectionism ideal. And um, I think I would just say, you know, it's, it's always a journey, no matter what we're doing, it's a journey. It's not, you know, we get somewhere and we're done, right? Life is change. And like that quote says, the only constant in life is change. So even when we feel like we're at a place that we wanted to be, we're probably going to learn something new and grow again. So just be gracious with yourself in that way that you're moving, um, but not to be so hard on yourself. I, I, was listening to this this person who uh, you know had like a near death experience, and he said um, we should always forgive ourselves, like and and just remind ourselves 
every day, if there's, if we're not feeling good about something we're doing, say, I forgive you. I forgive you. Like forgive yourself. Um, because we're so readily there to forgive people in our lives, but not ourselves. So, uh, yeah, just to take it one step and not be, uh, harsh on our own selves. Yes. I love that. It goes with the kind idea. I love that. Yeah. So, okay, I could talk to you all day, but I'm not allowed. (laughs) So I'm going to ask you one more question. I think that's just kind of a fun question. Jarena, what is your favorite? Well, two. I'm going to get a two-parter. Your favorite of your recipes, because I can tell you all of mine, but your favorite food that you eat on a daily basis too. Both of those, please. Oh, goodness. Okay, (laughs) I'm going to totally out myself. Um, I love you know I love ice cream. I eat ice cream. I think you know that. I eat it a little treat of ice cream every day. Um, if I haven't, it's because I'm sick or I've been inhabited by aliens. <laughs> so What's that's, your favorite ice cream right now? Oh, I have no. I can't choose. I have a selection in my freezer. Always, there's always like a little. I like Nora's. There's this brand Nora's, which does a really nice ice cream. It reminds me of soft serve vanilla cone soft serves, mm. but it's it's not soft serve. Um, and I really like that one. There's a few local brands here that are doing really nice ones that aren't as sweet as some of the commercial brands, some of the commercial brands that, you know, I love them, but they're sometimes very almost intensely sweet. And I find there's sometimes the local places, they, they craft them a little bit differently and they're not catering to that overly sweet taste bud in, in the population. Um, so there's some local brands that I quite like, but yeah. And in terms of my favorite recipe, I really, you know, that's hard to choose. I love my creamy artichoke spinach dip from oh, our yes. families. That's, and I have these crazy brownies in that cookbook too, that not a lot of people love, but, or no, I should say, but when they do know them, they do love them usually because they're insanely good. So uh, I have to throw in one savory one, but usually they're sweet recipes. So <laughs> Yeah, you know, I love all of your recipes. I make my family loves your um uh Alfredo, fit fettuccine oh. Alfredo. Oh, I remember you telling me that from years every year ago. On, oh. Yeah, every year on birthdays, that's what I'm making. And so oh. I'm really <laughs> So thank you, Trina, for all of your amazing work and for joining us today. You'll have to come back. We have so much to talk about. Thank you. I would love to, and I also have to say you continually impress me with the content that you bring out to everyone. And this podcast is, it's a beautiful step in your own career. I just, I'm so impressed. And thank you for sharing with us. Thank you so much, Dee. Take care. We'll talk soon. Okay. Thanks, Jules. Bye-bye. Yes, that is so important for us to remember to forgive ourselves, right? Back to the radical self-compassion. Thank you so much, Drina. It's always wonderful to talk to you. If you are inspired and enjoy the Choose You Now podcast, please subscribe to the show, rate and review us on iTunes, and send us an email with questions and comments at chooseyounowpodcast at gmail.com. For nutrition services and more information, visit me at plantbaseddietitian.com. I invite you to choose yourself now, and I'm signing off with lots of leafy green love.